welcome to Woo With Us. I'm Denise. And I'm Nicole, and we are your hosts. Going through a spiritual awakening alone is not easy, so we share our own journeys and explore spiritual topics as we align and enlighten our souls. We want you to join us and begin to believe in miracles, magic, and connecting with the other side. So with your heart and mind open, come woo with us. Hey guys, today's podcast, we're going to talk about tarot cards and oracle cards. We kind of touched on it a little bit in a previous episode when we were talking about divination tools. So um, I just want to kind of get into the tarot and oracle cards a little bit more just because I feel like there's a lot of information there. So just a quick background. Um, Tarot cards kind of came about around the 15th century um, in different parts of Europe, and they were really kind of used as like playing cards. So when we have a deck of cards and we have diamonds and clubs and spades and, you know, the numbered cards and the joke and the jacks and the kings and the queens, that's kind of how these cards are a little bit used in the same way they were. Um, But then in the 18th century, they kind of started to be used more for divination purposes. So the belief is that they can help you convey some information about the future, um, but it kind of gives you like a more holistic look at the things that are going on in your life. And one thing to keep in mind is that since we have free will, all of us have free will, things can change. So I could make a decision to do this and it's going to put my life in one direction and maybe impact these certain people in this certain way. But if I were to choose a different way, then my life would go into a different path and and I would be maybe affecting different people or affecting those same people in a different way. So that's just something to keep in mind. It's not going to tell you for sure that this is what's going to happen because we have free will. So we can make those decisions and change those things. Um, One thing to keep in mind with tarot cards is that decks are basically kind of uniform in the sense that there are 78 cards. They all have the same characters. They just usually have different artwork. And sometimes if you look within the guides that are provided with the decks of cards, their interpretation can be a little bit different. I know that some of them can kind of focus on, I don't know, I don't want to say dark necessarily, but you know, they they may have a little bit darker view on some of the harder cards like one of the cards I wanted to bring up was the death card the death card is something that a lot of people talk about as like being oh we got the death card that's really bad death card really isn't bad it's actually um the number 13 which is considered actually a lucky number and death is like This is ending, but we have to focus on the fact that it's making way for something new. So like my death card um, says, I let go and embrace new beginnings. So I may be sad about something ending, but it's making way for something new. It's kind of like helping me grow. So I kind of look for ones that are a little bit more positive or try to spin them into a little bit more of a positive vibe. But anyway. There's 78 cards and there are four suits within the cards. So there's wands, there's cups, pentacles, and swords. And each one of those suits have 14 cards within them. Um, There's going to be the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. 
and then all the number cards. And then, um, then there's 22 what's considered major arcana cards. Um, they say that the major arcana cards are actually reflective of like archetypes and spiritual lessons in our life, whereas the minor arcana reflects more day-to-day -day life. Um, so even the major arcana cards are numbered except for the full. Um, and this is considered the card that kind of plays a pivotal role in the major arcana um, because it's kind of like they're personalizing this person, this fool, and he's moving through and learning lessons throughout the major arcana cards. Um, so then just a little bit of information about each one of the suits. Um, wands, which can also be known as rods or staves, is associated with the fire element and the color yellow. Um, it's associated also with Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Um, wands are more about passion, desires, creativity, energy, career, ideas. Um, that's kind of what wands represent. And then there's the cups, which can also be chalices or goblets. And they're associated with water and the color red. Um, they are, they encompass Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. Um, there are the emotions, love, relationships, romance, happiness, intuition, psychic ability. Kind of when you learn about the um, like astrology, like we were talking about in a previous episode, you can see kind of the correlations between astrology and even the tarot cards because, you know, Aries, Leo, Sag, they're fire signs. And so that's with the wands and, you know, the Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces is the water sign with the cups. Um, swords is the next one. They can also be known as blades or knives. They're associated with air and the color indigo. Um, it's going to be like Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. These refer to battles within you, uh, challenges, struggles, um, maybe physical and moral conflict, action and change. And then you have the pentacles, which are also coins or discs. That is associated with earth and the color green. So Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. It's about like health, wealth, material possessions, the physical world, realization of ideas and material gain. So those are the four suits. Um, when you see a page or a knight, usually that represents um, youth or like the beginning stages of learning. Um, queen and king might usually convey like mastery of something or adulthood. So when you see those different um, those different characters, you know that kind of gives you an idea of what it means. Um, so that is a little bit more information about tarot cards. I just want to talk a little bit about oracle cards also in relation to tarot. We Oracle cards are a little bit wider. Um, they may not, they're not going to have as many cards. They're, they could, they could have 78, but they could also have fewer than that. Um, the person that designs the Oracle cards can decide how many cards they are and what the artwork looks like. Um, you have Oracle cards that maybe talk about, you know, angel messages, or you have Oracle cards that give you inspirational quotes. Um, there's all kinds of Oracle cards out there. I was looking up some because I wanted to get some because I know I need some. Um, 
but there were some about like the moon. There were some about like, um, you know, learning to be, you know, a little bit more magical, like use your magic. And so there's, there's all different Oracle cards out there, but they don't follow the same rules for tarot cards. There really isn't rules for Oracle cards. Um, they're more interpretive. They're, they will they will usually come with a guide, so it will give you meanings about what these words are, but it's kind of, I think it leaves it up to your interpretation, and they're basically giving you a message, and it's how you interpret it for that situation. Um, then there, um, you know, there's a bunch of different ways that you can use oracle cards. Um, you can draw a number of cards and it, it can help you focus on something in your life. So, um, so you can use tarot and oracle cards similarly. Um, there's spreads that are kind of the same for both, but you know, if you want something that has a little bit more rules, um, tarot is commonly used. And if you're kind of just messing around, I mean, I think of oracle cards, not that you only have to use it this way, but I think of oracle cards as being like, okay, I I need a little bit more clarification or what is my focus today? You can use tarot cards that way too, but I feel like Oracle cards are really good for those kind of things as well. Um, I think it's important when you are figuring out what decks you want to use, you go with something that you're drawn to. I know that in my research on tarot cards, there was a rule that you never could buy your own tarot cards. So you weren't basically allowed to use tarot cards unless someone purchased them for you and gave them to you as a gift. Um, I, you can go by how you feel about that. I personally don't know that there's very many people giving gifts of tarot cards away. So I don't know that I would ever have tarot cards if I didn't buy them for myself. Um, Plus, I do think that, you know, we all have intuition, but is somebody really going to pick a, a deck of cards that speaks to me? You know, like I'm more into the witchy cards and the crystal cards and, you know, is somebody else going to pick those for me? I don't know. So I feel like you can pick your own cards. I'm giving you permission, but you use your intuition about what you think. Um, they say it's really important when you get a new deck to infuse your energy into the deck. So there, they say, you know, take the cards and shuffle them a lot and play with your cards and, you know, um, knocking on the cards three times is supposed to kind of clear other energy and infuse your energy into the cards. So it's really important. I mean, this is also with, you know, pendulums and the divination tools we talked about. It's really important to kind of get your energy on there. It works better for you when your energy is infused with the tool that you're using. Um, I like to make sure that my head is clear, um, that I'm in a place of higher vibration. Um, and I'll usually ask that, you know, my spirit guides or beings of that are in light are the only ones helping me surrounding me giving me information during the reading you can also ask your higher self um which is the part of you that's still in the other side um to help you um but then you want to state your intention or you want to ask your question and it's important that your question is clear but open-ended um and then you shuffle the cards. And there's a bunch of different ways you can do this. 
So you seen a lot of people shuffle cards and they're asking the question or the intention the whole time they're shuffling. And when it cards get hard to put back together when the middle of shuffling, then to them, that means they're done shuffling. Um, maybe you just go by what your gut is, or you say, I'm always going to shuffle three times and then I'm going to go about using the deck. Um, some people will actually cut the cards into three different piles and then randomly put them back on top of each other. I think you have to do what your intuition says. I shuffle, but I don't cut. So that's just me. That's what I do. But maybe you feel more drawn to do that. Um, and then when you're pulling cards, whether it's one card or it's many cards for a spread, there's a bunch of different ways to do that. So I'm going to pick the cards that are on top because I've already shuffled. I've already messed with the cards. So I'm just assuming that the universe is giving me the cards that I need and they're on top of this deck. So I'm just going to use them that way. Some people will actually spread their cards out and will say, you know, I'm going to pick this card, you know, and it's going to represent the past. And this card is going to represent the future. And this card is going to represent the present. And while they're saying that, they're choosing each card. So you can kind of do how you feel. There's a bunch of different ways to do it. Um, and then, you know, I did when I first started doing tarot kind of looked at like all the different suits and all the different characters and what all the meanings of the cards were and and kind of just tried to figure out by looking at the cards myself what I thought and then I started diving more into what it means in general and again I feel like that's up to you and your intuition I I am kind of a rule follower, so it was a little hard for me to kind of come up with what these cards meant on my own. I needed to have some guidance. So for me, I needed to look at the book. I needed to understand what wands and pentacles meant and what the pages and the knights meant. And, you know, what's what is the fool? What is the death card? You know, but a lot of them are have really good pictures and really good descriptions or a really good affirmation that you can use that does kind of explain what's going on in the card. You know, like you could have a card and it has a picture and it's kind of setting the scene for you. Um, I feel like the ones that set the biggest scenes, though, are the ones that are representative of people. So, like the hermit is going to have a person and the person's doing something. And then, you know, this is the queen of pentacles. And so she's doing something. Whereas if you're just looking at like the nine of swords in my deck, all it shows you is nine swords, which you really can't interpret anything from that. But for my card, it also shows you a crystal that goes along with it. And it says, you know, I trust the present moment. So that would be the meaning of the card. And then you can look inside the book and it'll give you a little bit more of a description. So do what you feel. I think that coming up with your own interpretations is good. It's probably a better way to work with your intuition. And I think it probably allows you to infuse your energy into the card and the reading. But again, I'm a rule follower and I need some guidance. So I'm using the book. You can do the same thing. It's up to you. Um, so then... Um, some people will actually like blow on the deck or they'll knock on the cards three times before they start picking cards. I always think it's important at the end to make sure you thank the cards and you thank your guides for being with you and helping you come up to these decisions. 
Um, and usually this is when I knock on the cards. I'm clearing the energy from that reading. So they're ready to go for the next time that I do my reading. Um, they also talk about how important it is to keep a tarot journal. And I really kind of suck at being organized with keeping things. I start a journal and then I'm writing on a piece of paper and then I've lost it. And then the journals for my dreams and whatever. So I'm not great at it, but I, I do think it's kind of cool to go back. Like I'll actually put like, this is the date, this is the time. And then it's kind of cool to see like how many of those things, especially if you're doing a reading for the week, how many of those things happened that week? You know, how, how, how right on was it? Or, Hey, this card really confused me when it came up, but I had this experience this week. And I feel like that's what this card was telling me. And it just gives you a little bit more familiarity with the cards. So um, now I'm going to talk about some spreads and I do have to say it's a little bit difficult to show you and talk about spreads, um, without some kind of visual. So I know that we have, we have a YouTube, so you can watch me. I'll put them out on my tables just so you can look at them. Um, maybe we'll have some kind of, uh, resource that will be attached to the podcast that you can go and look at because some of these spreads that I'm talking about are pretty common. So um, if you need to know a little bit more about them, I try to keep mostly the basic ones. Like you can do one card pull. You can do that with Oracle cards. You can do that with tarot cards. Like every day, maybe you wake up and you say, what do I need to know today? Or what is the vibe today or whatever? And you pick a card and then that will tell you kind of what to think about today or how to interpret things. Maybe it tells you to focus on forgiveness and you know that that's what you need to do that day. Um, two card spread for Oracle cards. Basically they use the first card as a general advice. Um, what do you need to hear for your best and highest good? Or maybe what do you need to leave and let go of in the past from the past? And then card two could be how you embrace your higher self. What do you need to do to show up and be the brightest you? Um, what should you focus on in order to move forward in a positive way? With Oracle cards, they also have a three card spread um, and these vary in situations. So you can do mind, body, spirit. Um, this card is about my mind's well-being. This one is about what my body needs. And this one is about what my spirit needs. Um, could be a situation, action, outcome situation where um, maybe what are the current energies and influences? What action or advice do they suggest and what is a potential outcome if I follow this, that will happen for me. Um, and then there's a five card spread. Um, the first card is what does my highest self want me to know right now? What does my subconscious or soul want me to know right now is the second card. The third card, what do my spirit guides want me to know? Um, fourth card is what is the path or direction I should pursue? And then the fifth card is what do I need to embrace more of? And then there's a seven card spread with Oracle. The first one is soul's purpose. The second one is your greatest strengths. The third one is what you need to let go of. The fourth one is how can I step into my truest expression? The fifth one is what is difficult for me to accept? The sixth one is what should I embrace along my journey? And the seventh one is where am I currently headed? Um, with tarot cards, you can do the same thing. You can do the one card reading. Um, 
You can do the three card spread. They usually do a past, present, and future. So your first card will be the past. What do you need to surrender or change? The present, what direction do you need to go in? And then the third one is what, what could happen in the future. And then there's a five card spread. Um, the first one was happening at this moment. The second one is how can I make it easier for me to deal with a situation? The third one is what is the lesson? The fourth one is what is leaving me at this time? And the fifth one is what is arriving at this time? Um, the coolest ones though, I thought, and they're way more complicated, is um, seven cards for pulling about the week ahead. So you would use each card that you pull as a day of the week. So here's the vibe on Monday, here's the vibe on Tuesday, you know, and then it kind of just lays out your whole week for you, which is another reason why keeping a journal of your tarot card readings is kind of important because maybe you're doing something for the future. So you may not remember if you don't write it down. And then the most difficult one, but the one that I think um, is most useful for a lot of people is the Celtic cross. Um, this one actually, I believe has 10 cards um, and you're kind of making it into a cross. So this is kind of the one that I want to show you if I can. Um, so you would pick your first card and this is you in terms of questions. And then you have the second card, which lays across. And this is what crosses or blocks are going to help you. And then you're going to put a card above. The card that's above is um, your higher self or your hopes and dreams. And then the one on the bottom is going to be um, like your subconscious. Uh, then you have the one to the left, which is um, influences from your past. And the one on your right is what is before you in your immediate future. And then you have two, four more cards on the side. So you start at the bottom and um, this is representing the way people see you. And then you have the one on top of that, which is gonna be environmental influences. And then you have your hopes and fears. And then the last one is your probable outcome. So it doesn't really look like a cross. I don't really know where they got the Celtic cross, but that's the layout. There's 10 cards and each one has a place and each place has a certain reason for being there. Um, I did the Celtic cross not too long ago on myself, probably on Friday, and another card flipped out. So I used that extra card as like a clarification card or what is the overall um, meaning for the whole reading. And it seemed like that worked out. But if you actually go through one of these, the Celtic cross or even, you know, the three card spread, and you are still having some you're not exactly sure how to interpret one of the cards, like the full card came up and you're not exactly sure how to interpret that in this reading, then you can always ask, can I have a little bit more information and flip over another card? And that can kind of tell you, um, give you some more information. Um, I think that you can pretty much use tarot and oracle cards whenever you want to. I don't think that there's a particular time that you should use them, however, I do feel like if you want to know about the week, it is best to pick a day like Sunday or Monday to start that week and get into the habit of doing that every week if that's going to be your practice. Um, there's 
spreads that are a little bit more in depth that you can use that actually give you like a year in, in review or like what's coming. And they say, you know, there's obviously many times during the year that this would be best to do this. Um, they talk about your birthday since that is your birth. That is your beginning of your year. Um, you can do it uh, on how, what's considered Halloween because that's a spiritual new year, or you can do it on New Year's Eve because that's the new calendar year. So if you wanted to do something that's more uh, about the year, you can do that as well. And then just a couple little quick things. Uh, I don't I don't think you have to like go crazy with this, but just in caring for your deck, you know, I, I don't necessarily sage my cards, but they do say that you do that to clear the energy. Um, I kind of feel like that, that may be more important when maybe you're doing readings for multiple people with your decks because you are using their energy as well to like give you a, a proper reading. Um, so this may be a time when you want to sage your deck. Um, some people keep their cards on their altar. So if you have an altar, a place where you keep crystals and candles, a place where you always go to meditate, it may be good to keep your tarot cards there. Um, they also talk about leaving your tarot cards out with a full moon like you would with crystals to recharge and cleanse them. You can actually put crystals on your deck, you know, like selenite and some of the ones that are supposed to naturally cleanse and um, bring up the uh, vibe of something. You can put them on your deck. And then it just says to keep them in a bag or a box just so you keep all your cards together and so they're still nice. But other than that, I don't really know that you have to do a whole lot. But I am interested because I know that um, Denise really has done a lot more than me with Oracle cards. And um, I just want to see what Denise has to say. Do you have some things to add? Oracle cards, tarot cards, caring for them, any of that? Oh, boy. Um, I know I should have asked you questions while I was talking and I totally forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to interrupt you. There was so much, so much good information there. Um, I'm trying to think of the couple of things that I wanted to mention. So for me, so I have learned and I use the Rider Weight Tarot decks. Um, I actually took like a beginner's tarot course to kind of get a little more um, associated with my cards. And I have a couple books that I, I've read to kind of delve a little deeper. So I would say like, if you're just starting out and you feel really called to use cards, um, I always suggest the Rider Waite tarot deck because there's so much information online about it and they're so symbolic. Um, but anyways, there's like a couple little things. Like when I took the class, the teacher had us go through pretty much every card as like over time, obviously it's going to take time and just sit with them and look at the sim like the symbols in them. What colors do you notice? Does this card have like more red? What does red mean to you? Does this card have more green? What does green mean to you? And kind of just get to know like what emotions are evoked when you pick up these cards, right? Instead of going online and being, what does this card mean? Because you have to remember your energy, you're connected to your spirit team. So yes, some of those symbol symbolism is going to come through, but some of it is going to be evoked by your own emotions. Um, another really cool tip that I did was I took all of the suit 
card that's not the suit card the like the knights the um the knights the queens the kings i took all of those and i looked at them and i associated them with people in my life and so that really helped me to be like okay so if that person just automatically reminded me of my sister what does my sister what traits about her come through in this card and it kind of just teaches you how to use your own intuition and associate characteristics with things. Um, so those are a couple of fun little things that you can do with the Rider Weight deck. I'm I I'm a weirdo. I shuffle three times and I cut three times, and that is always the top card unless something flies out. If something flies out, I always take that card um, as my card that I need to look at. And I have a special bag for them and I have sage in the bag with them and I have a crystal in the bag with it and they sit in my, I don't have an altar, but I have like an area, like a box where I keep all my cards, all my books, all my journals, my crystals, they all go in this box and that's where my cards go. So I'm very specific about that. I will not let anybody touch my tarot cards, my Oracle cards. I don't care very much but my daughter's not even allowed to touch my tarot cards because I don't want the energy on there. Yeah. I'm weird. No, um, it's not weird. It's that's actually really cool. I just, you know, yeah. some people think it's a big deal and some people don't, that's probably well, should be a big deal. <laughs> I know a lot of readers, like I don't read for people, but I know a lot of readers that read for people will have a deck for when they're reading for people. And then they will have their own deck that way that deck they can have them that person put their energy physically on the cards cut it and kind of bring their energy in and then you have your own deck for your own for your own personal readings um so there's that i'm trying to think if there was anything else that i wanted to say um as far as oracle cards go i think i mentioned on the divination the divination one like i will use the tarot cards if I need to do a Celtic cross reading for myself or every new year's I do pull one card for each month and just intuitively figure out, okay, well, that month is probably going to be a little of this for me. And that month is going to be that. And I don't look at it like expecting it. I use it to look back on just to see if that's what happened and see if I can pull things through. Um, Oracle cards, I will use kind of for fun. If I'm feeling down and I'm like, God, why am I feeling so in a rut? I'll go over, I'll look at all my decks and I'll be like, which, which deck wants to play with me today? And that's how I'll use my Oracle cards. I use my Oracle cards, um, in readings a lot. I like my Reiki readings a lot where I'll try and get a feel for, okay, what am I going to be working with this person on? Um, and it was interesting. I did a, I did a reading the other day. And all th I pulled three decks out and I pulled three cards for whatever reason. And I said, spirit, what are we going to be working on with this person today? All three cards came out green. Like they all had so much green. And I mean, they were just all green. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to be working in her heart chakra. But each card also spoke to something else that was going on for her and how she could overcome it. So it was very interesting how you can kind of play around with Oracle cards that way too. Um, and I do like a lot of like fun, like Oracle card readings on my Instagram sometimes, which I just feel like 
it's not like serious. You're not coming to me and asking me, well, where's my soulmate or like, what, like, just tell me what maybe the energy is about this full moon or what's going to be the energy this week. And I'll be able to just connect to them and pull an Oracle card and kind of just give them a good reading. And most of the time people are like, wow, you know, that was spot on or wow, that was really interesting or whatever. Um, it's just a little less, I want to say like serious than the tarot. Um, and they're definitely a lot more fun and a lot more, um, there's a lot more variety for sure. I mean, I've got chakra cards, I have angel cards, I have moon cards, energy cards, uh, all across the board. So it's really fun to just be like, which, you know, some of them have like complete sayings on the front of them. Some of them are just pictures. Um, so I don't know. I love all of it. I'm not avid about it. I don't do it daily. It really, if it just comes over me and I feel like hopping in and pulling a card or something, I usually, that usually means I'm not getting something from spirit in my meditations or in, <laughs> I'm not picking up on it. So they're like, I'm going to need you to pull a card. <laughs> like, here you go. So. Sometimes they use other ways to get the message across. If you're blocking it for whatever reason, you know, it comes to you in a tarot card, it comes to you in a song, whatever. So I do think there's a purpose for all of these, you know? Yeah. And it's funny to me, like I had a situation once that I had never had to happen before where I kept, I pulled a card. I think my question was like, what's, what is the energy for me? Like this, this month or something. And I pulled a King of cups and I was like, I read it and I was like, that doesn't make sense. And I put it back in and I shuffled it up again and I split the deck and I got the King of cups again. And I was like, ha ha, you know, fine. What <laughs> I did it again and got the King of cups. Again. Up. And I was like, there, the possibilities of that happening three times. So Are very slim. <laughs> well, anybody who has like any inkling that they're just cards I cannot tell you that there's no way I could do that again if I wanted to right okay fine I guess the king of cups is it and then I had to like try and figure out what the heck that meant which I still don't know I, I should probably go back and look at my journal and see um but then it happened to me two days in a row I got the king of cups again so I'm not even like I don't even know how to explain <laughs> <laughs> but it happened and I've I've heard of people saying that's happened to them too where it's like you can say no I don't like that card and put it back in and they're just going to spit it back out at you you know or they're just going to give you the same card in a different form so you know spirits spirit is fun like that um, but yeah so I think like gave a lot of information and I don't have much else to add Good, good. That means I hit the spot. So, but if anybody has questions, you can always comment um, and ask us questions. We can delve into something a little bit more. If you want more specific, but I do think going back and listening to the divination um, episode is probably good too, because that just gives you a basis for a lot of different things to use in addition to tarot cards. Me. <laughs> my internet where we might have some diff technical difficulties on this episode. So I apologize. No, that's all right. <laughs> it happens. Seriously. <laughs> so I just wanted to also add, I just had a thought about it where I wanted to say for the tarot cards for some, a big thing is usually like the major arcana cards are, are supposed to be like faded events. It's almost like 
this is going to happen in your life and there's not a whole lot you can do about it. And then the minor arcana cards are basically around things that you kind of have control over, right? So they're like outcomes that you may be able to change the outcome of. Whereas if you get like the high priestess or death or something, (laughs) that's usually like something that's kind of faded and there's not much you're going to be able to do about it. So I want to add that little piece to that. That's good to note. Yes. All right. Anything else to add? Nope. I think that's it. So we'll just see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss another. If you feel called to do so, please give us a five-star rating. This helps our podcast reach a broader community and enlighten more souls.